I'm Plaz Anderson. Welcome to Mornings with Plaz, the podcast. It's my endeavor to explore topics of God, family, finance, and in fact, subjects that could help you to become a better you. We'll have conversations with people who have a unique perspective and actions you can take towards positive change. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And the journey starts now. So before we get started, I have to let you know that this episode is supported by Chelsea Anderson, my daughter, who is multi-talented in design, fashion, and graphic design. Speaking of graphic design, I'm old school, and when I was in sales a few years ago, we carried business cards, and there was nothing worse than needing a business card and you didn't have one. Although I'm not in sales now, I still find myself needing a card to exchange information with whomever I need to exchange it with. So Chelsea designed a digital business card for me with a QR code for all of my contact information, brand logo, website, name and number, contact information on all social media platforms. Your choice of design according to the available optional templates that she has available. And all one would have to do is just scan the QR code and all of the contact information would populate right to your phone. I would say that's genius. So for your digital business card needs, contact Chelsea Anderson on all social media platforms, IG at underscore C-A-N-D-E. Okay, back to the episode. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I'm Plaza Anderson. I appreciate you for joining me once again. Hey, in this podcast, if you don't already know, um, I've said it in uh, previous podcast episodes, um, but if you're wondering, if you're curious, this podcast is about inspiration and motivation, health and wellness, lifestyles resulting in positive change. So in this episode, I want to talk about something that you may have heard or you may have even said it yourself. Um, but however, um, you may not realize its effects, its resounding effects um, on your life. And I like to share something with you. One day I was researching uh, something on YouTube and came across a woman who made a very simple and short video. However, it caught me um, by surprise a little bit. It caught my attention and it was profound to me. It may not be profound to you, but it was profound to me. So I just want to share it with you. This is what she said. At this stage in my life, I have reached the end of I'll be glad when. And you can fill in the blanks for that statement. I'll be glad when. And so I wrote down a couple of things. I'll be glad when they're out of diapers. I'll be glad when they start walking. I'll be glad when they go to school. I'll be glad when they get out of school. I'll be glad when I get my chance. I'll be glad when I retire. That last one, of course, resounds with me. And but here's why it is profound. 
to be careful of saying such sentences. It's okay to to say it in a sense, but you don't want to get caught up in it. Don't waste your time wishing your life or precious moments away. You'll regret it. So find joy where you are. This is a quoted statement from the woman that I've seen on um, that YouTube channel. She was an older woman, looked like she was in her retirement age. And um, I think that she was on to something. And again, she said, don't waste time wishing your life or precious moments away or you'll regret it. So find joy right where you are. So we're going to get into this and really kind of try to pull out um, some of the important nuggets of what to think about, what to consider when we're talking about I'll be glad when, or in a sense, just kind of rushing things through because we want to get to a better situation on the other side. The question is, have you ever, um, or has there ever been a time for you that you may have said that? I have. And like I just said, um, the last point when I'll be glad when I get to a place where I can retire. Well, that is a fact. I will be glad um, when I get to that point. However, I'm not there yet. And so there's a lot of things that are in between that future goal and right now. My goal is, of course, is to get there as as healthy as I can with enough resources that I can live comfortably, which doesn't mean that I'll stop working, but I want to work on my own um, behalf, you know, controlling my own time. However, we still have to get to that point, And there's a lot of things that could happen. Not that we are concerned about what could happen, but yet and still, you still have to plan for that, but we don't want to rush things. And, and then when we tend to rush things, we tend to miss out on important events in our life because our mind is so focused on, I'll be glad when. So let's get into this a little bit further. Philippians four, um, six and seven, it says, um, this is in the King James version. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's important to pick up on some of the things that that scripture is saying, especially in the seventh verse. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Because a lot of times our hearts are engaged and become full and um, focused on what we want so bad. And your heart is filled with it. And sometimes you don't get enough comfort because you are at such a high level of want and desire and you miss out on the simple things in life. And your mind is racing like, what can I do? Maybe I can figure this out. I can pick this up. And some some things are okay to be ambitious. I certainly want to tell I don't want to tell you how to do your life and how to run your um events in your life. Only offering a bit of suggestions and 
and things to consider, especially by way of what the word says. So you can go back in Philippians 4, 6 through 7 and read that. The definition of being anxious means wanting something very bad, uh, experiencing worry or unease. Now, of course, um, there are some things that we should be glad to be done with, period. There are some events, I'm sure, that um, we may have made decisions and gotten ourselves into a thing. And um, I suppose it has to run its course or it you may come up to a point where you have an opportunity of an exit. And sometimes it's good to get out of certain cir- circumstances. However, there may be things that um, should give us pause and cause us to consider what we are giving up um, just to fast forward to the next stage or the next big thing or next opportunity. What are we giving up just to get to the other side? Sometimes um, it may cost us more than what we realize. So I have a story that I found interesting and um, I want to share it with you. It goes like this. There was a king since he had lots of responsibilities and huge amount of pressure on his shoulder. He was always stressed. He used to see his servants who was very happy. Um, His one servant was very happy with his work and family. He had no stress and he used to work hard and enjoy his work and was content with his life. This fascinated the king. Why was he, the supreme ruler of the land, unhappy and gloomy, while a lowly servant had so much joy? The king asked the servant, why are you so happy? The man replied, your majesty, I am nothing but a servant, but my family and I don't need too much. Just a roof over our heads, a warm food and warm food to fill our tummies. The king was not satisfied with that reply. Later in the day, he sought the advice of his most trusted minister. After hearing the king's woe and the servant's story, the minister said, Your Majesty, I believe the servant has not been made part of the 99 Club. The 99 Club? And what exactly is that? The king inquired curiously. The minister replied, your majesty, just wait a bit. You yourself will realize what I mean. The minister then kept a small bag with 99 gold coins outside the servant's house. The next day when the servant saw the bag, he was ecstatic. He began to count them. And after several counts, he was, at la- he was at last convinced that there were 99 coins. What could have happened to the last gold coin? Surely no one would, have, would leave 99 coins, he wondered. He looked everywhere he could, but that final coin was elusive. Finally exhausted, he decided that he would have to work harder than ever. 
to earn that one gold coin and complete his collection. From that day on, he started to work really, really hard and could not give enough attention to his family. He was completely focused on earning that one more coin. He stopped enjoying his work. Witnessing this drastic information or drastic transformation, the king got puzzled. When he sought his minister's help, the minister said, Your Majesty, the servant now has officially joined the 99 Club. He continued, The 99 Club is a name given to those people who have enough to be happy but are never content because they're always yearning and striving for that one, for that extra one saying to themselves, let me get that one final thing. And then I will be happy for life. Okay. We can be happy even with very little in our life, but the minute we're given something bigger and better. We want more. We lose our sleep. We lose happiness. We hurt the people around us. We lose all this at the price of our growing greed and desire. That's what joining the 99 club is all about. Okay. That was an interesting story I found in, uh, you know, <laughs> it it uh, caused me to have pause in some areas and to look around and to see. But it's a very interesting story. And I don't believe that it's all that uncommon. Now, a biblical um, a look at things. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4, 11 through 13 in the King James Version. Not that I speak in respect of want. I have learned in whatsoever state I am there with to be content. I know both how to abase um, and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Another translation in the Living Bible says, Now that I was ever in need, for I have learned to get along happily whether I have much or little. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of contentment in every situation, whether it be a full stomach or or of hunger, plenty of want. For I can do everything God asks me to do with the help of Christ, who gives me the strength and power. Each stage in our life is, you know, it actually brings levels of circumstance, either high or low, you know, drastic or happy. Um, the, the life or the birth of a newborn whether it be our own children or whether it be our grandchildren. And then, of course, um, the other end of the spectrum 
is that when we lose a loved one that we spent countless number of years, or even if it's a brand new person um, that we've spent a few a few days with, those are both high and low moments that um, challenges us at every level. But I believe it's important to be able to learn how to live in this life. For me to even say that statement doesn't mean that I have everything all worked out, that I have learned how to live in every aspect of my life. But I do understand that everyone needs some help. And my core value help, as you know, is the word of God. It gives me strength and it helps me in my high moments and it helps me in my low moments. It is my center for me to be able to be a balanced person and to be able to deal with my failures and my victories. So again, as I was saying before, how this all started, how this podcast episode started, I was telling you how I was going through, uh, going through YouTube and I was researching something and I came across this woman and she said, I'll be glad when, and then her profound statement was, is don't waste time wishing your life away, um, on wishing away your life or precious moments away, or you'll regret it. So find joy right where you are. This resounded with me, and again, it gave me pause to consider my own thoughts, my thought process. I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that there are some things that I would love to have right now. Um, However, right now may not be the right time, or it may be a result of of some decisions or missed opportunities, or just it just may not have happened. I'm only speaking to the right now, though. If one does not get a handle on your thoughts, your desires, your ambitions, that may be out of order is to leave room to be driven and not directed or led by God's divine plan and and his will for our lives. So essentially, we just may be out of bounds. Here are some solutions that. I have that may assist you. Of course, I'm going to always reference the, you know, the Bible. It helps in every aspect of our life. Number one is to beware of your thoughts. Beware of your thoughts. Don't, don't allow your thinking to take you all over the place. Uh, Philippians four and eight, it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. In that particular scripture, Philippians 4 and 8, it gives us a blueprint of how we should think along what course of, of thought process that we should think. Have you ever heard, and I've said this before on a, on a previous podcast, have you ever th- heard of stinking thinking, which basically means that your mind can take you to places um, where it can cause you to freeze. Um, it could, it could have an effect on your uh, self-confidence and speaking to your self-worth. 
of whether you can or you can't. But we don't want to allow our mind uh, to hold us captive because we'll never move forward. Um, number two is don't be anxious for anything. First things first. What is important? Philippians 4 and 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So basically all that is saying is that don't be anxious for nothing. Pray about it. Ask God for direction and allow it to unfold. There are some steps obviously we have to take. But I think that sometimes there's some steps that we need to take that will just put us in the right position. Being in the right place at the right time sometimes helps. But asking God for direction is going to be even better. Number three, put relaxation on your schedule. I believe that this is one of the most underrated, underestimated things um, that there is, especially in, you know, I guess, you know, in American society. Um that we are a driven people. We're driven to get things done, to make things happen, um, to be better, um, not to be worse. But I think that relaxation is, you know, it's something that we think about. It's something that we work towards. But I believe that we, most of our work effort is all about, I got to do this so I can relax. And it seems that there's less relaxation than there is work. There's always more work than there is relaxation. What am I saying? Um, should I relax all the time? Um, no, I'm not saying that because there's things that we have to do to make sure um, that we get things done in the timely manner when they should and, you know, how it goes. Sometimes you're just a part of this great river of life and it just takes you with it. However, um, I think that relaxation should be on our schedule. Matthews 11 and 28 come to me, all ye who labor and are heavy, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is what Jesus is saying. Now, if Jesus said it, I know that it's a thing that we have to do because we underrate it. We underestimate it. Relaxation. Gives you give, giving yourself time to rejuvenate, to revive yourself. And if you have a clear mind, sometimes you can make uh, better and clear decisions. Um, the next one, learn and understand your limits. You do realize that you have limits. Sometimes we keep pushing past what we know and what we can do just for the end result. Well, I'm going to have to do it. There's nobody else around. Well, I get it, but sometimes um, we have to learn and understand our limits, understand that um, if it did, if it doesn't get done, um, it doesn't mean that it's altogether your responsibility because you happen to be the one there. Sometimes it means that that's beyond your limit. It don't mean that it don't get done. You might have to ask for a little help. That's all we're saying. The next one is, which is a nice segue to the next one, is to get support. Talk. Maybe you might want to find a mentor. 
Maybe you want to find a sister or, or a brother or a friend. Relationship. Relationship. We are social beings. And sometimes, um, a real quick short story, I have a really close friend of mine who's like a brother. Um, and we worked at the same place. We worked at the same place. And we would, uh, when we were on the same shift, we would meet at this table and we would sit and just you know and just talk just social talk before we had to get started and sometimes there will come up a subject or you know a question in my mind I can speak for myself and sometimes I would say hey do you mind if I just run something across to you I want to make sure that I'm thinking the right way how does it sound to you Sometimes you need to have that person there that you can run things across, that you can make sure that you are on the right track. Does this sound crazy or does it sound good? You know, and so forth. But it's good to have a a person you can talk to, a sister, brother, friend, a mentor of sorts. And the last one, journal. All this outside of, of course, is prayer and reading God's word. If you can journal and get those thoughts out of your head and journal about it, ideas and ventures and um, emotional, um, you know, distress and sorts. Sometimes I find it helpful that you put stuff on paper in your personal journal that only you can get to. And then you can go back and you can reminisce and you see how far you've come from it. So. With that being said, you all, I hope that something was said um, was an encouragement to you. And just leaving you with the final thing is don't be anxious for anything, but just put it in prayer first and allow God to give you direction and be calm. Stay calm, be balanced, and allow God to do all the rest for you and direct you where you should be. And live. Find joy right where you are. Not way down the road, but right where you are. All right, you all. Be blessed. Keep looking up. This is Plies.